0: That? Right. <laughs> what are these noises?
1: I just make noises. I have crazier ones where that one came from.
0: Like what? I don't know. Don't do the ha, you'll blow up oh, my mic. Yeah, yeah, that,
1: that, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone would appreciate that too much. though. No, I would instantly
0: lo- lose all my listeners right away. Hmm. That would be uh, not a good thing for you. That would be not good. That would be not good. Not, not good. good. All right. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode... I believe this will be number 24, Sidekick Back Radio. Sidekick Back. We're not there yet. You can't sign us off. Before, I, didn't, I didn't sign us off. Oh, okay. I know to sign off.
1: Okay good. okay, good. I'm a listener. All
0: right, it is uh, May 31st, 2015, and I'm sitting here with Jeff Jenke. hmm And uh, Jeff, you are the writer-director. Writer-director. Of the film yep. Highway to Havasu. Highway to Havasu. That's right. Yeah, that's now, right. you wrote and directed it. I wrote and directed it. You also cast it. I did cast it. You with pretty N-word. much produced it. True. Uh, it, it's pretty much your own thing. You, you It's your baby. Yeah. I'm just going to repeat everything you say tonight. That's cool. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start with the story itself. How did it come to you? Was it in a dream? Were you inspired by another movie? Well, there's always inspiration, you know, you take
1: inspirations, uh, inspiration from different um, chapters and stories of your life, I think. Um, this particular story came to me just randomly out of nowhere, and I just said it out loud. I said, what if we write a movie, what if I write a movie about three boys who travel from somewhere to Lake Havasu for spring break? And then I said, I like that idea. And then that night, I was laying in bed. And I couldn't sleep, so I picked up my phone, I had some ideas, and I started writing notes in my notes phone app until like 2.30 in the morning, and um, before I went to sleep that night I said, you know what, and I just knew I was going to write this movie. So I woke up in the morning and then wrote the movie. Um, over, over three days. Over three days. You yeah.
0: wrote it in about three days. Correct. Pretty pretty quick. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I was,
1: pretty, I was well. Once I did the first act in the first day, I was like, hmm, "Can I write this whole thing in three days?" And then by the second day, I wrote the whole second act, and, I, and then I told Amber, "I go, hey, I'm gonna write this whole movie in three days. That's my goal." <laughs> and so the first draft, of course, was you know had a couple less characters and um, it was only like 90 pages, but when uh, the final was like 127 it's pretty long
0: did anything surprise you when you were writing it like were you surprised at how easy it was coming out of you or
1: you know what the whole entire experience with this movie it's been um, there's never almost never been a time where I couldn't just easily come up with something like it literally just would flow out of me or flow through me right in you know Right, the words would just come right out, and it was just great. Like I could visualize everything happening. If there was ever a situation that I needed to fix because it wasn't quite working, I, I was I, I could figure it out. I don't know why. I just I just was easy. It was never a challenge. I never like uh, was scared if I could you know accomplish something with it. Uh-huh. If that makes sense, I don't
0: know. It's kind of cool. Do, do I remember correctly that you wrote it at the end of a really intense parasite cleanse? Oh, is that is that. That could be true. Is, that, is my memory serving me properly? Like That, that could be true. You know what? I, I, I can't remember the exact... I remember you saying, dude, I wrote the whole movie in three yeah. days. It was at the end of a cleanse, and I was just like, my mind was just like, whoa!
1: <laughs> no, I don't think my mind was any different. I mean, maybe it was. You know, that's a good point. I never thought about that. I don't know if I correlated the two, but I know that I did just go through that. Wow. That, I. You know what I did? I did it right at the end of a cleanse, a
0: parasite cleanse. There you go, people. If you want to write a movie really quick, just do a parasite cleanse. Just You're do good. a parasite cleanse. You're good. Now, Par- anyway. sidetrack a little bit. Okay. What does a parasite cleanse entail?
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, it's just a bunch of weird pills and stuff. Uh, I, we did a uh, kidney, liver, flush, all that kind of stuff. Heavy metal detox. Um, fast for three days. Colonic for the first time. So basically, I got my uh, butt diversionized by this special woman. Ah. it was wonderful. It's pretty interesting experience con- if you've never con- had one. Congratulations! Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's good. You I'm just kidding. Better? It's not really that much wonderful. No, I didn't even. It, I, I didn't need it. I'm very regular. If, if, you're, <laughs> if your listeners give a shit about that, about my bell movements.
0: Was that pun intended? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I think I had to think about it. Yeah, was that good? Yeah. Um. So, let's talk about the characters of Highway to Habasu. Uh, I guess my first question would be wh- who's your favorite character? Favorite characters? Who's your yes, favorite? I have so many favorite characters.
1: It's really hard to narrow it down. It just really comes it, it really just depends on which one I'm into that day. Um when I first wrote the the script, um, one of my favorite characters was Ronathan because it was one of the more like out there characters and I really liked the some of the writing that I did for him. Um, uh, that ended up not being one of my favorite characters, but the Jonathan character, which I didn't care as much about, ended up being one of my favorite characters just because of certain things. Um, out of the three boys, Billy was my favorite character, huh. of course. You know, oh, you. you're too and, kind. Uh, although I loved all three of them because all three of them have aspects of of me. Oh, uh, how
0: did you, you know I was going and, there with that, Jeff? I don't know. Did you see my notes? I, don't I think did you not see my notes yet. I did not. So yeah, there's three boys. Three boys that are the main characters. Yeah. There's Dylan. Who's probably who's like the main, right, the, main the protagonist. Right. He's the brokenhearted. He's pretty. All, all things seem normal with him. Yes. You know, nothing's out of the box about him. That's true. And and then you have Maxie. It's pretty together. <laughs> not uh, well. Dylan's pretty together. Maxie. Yeah, Dylan's pretty together. Then there's Maxie, who's the shy, virgin, virgin. Mm-hmm. who's very innocent, very smiley. And... Everybody
1: can relate to that. Doesn't It doesn't matter. You know how. Uh... Who you are, and what, you know, I mean, everyone's been a version at some point, right? Everyone had to lose it. So, no matter what, I mean, everyone can relate to that character. So, uh-huh. and then there's yeah. Billy. And There's Billy, the mastermind.
0: The mastermind, the 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 crazy, filthy mouthed,
1: talker, the Vince Vaughn slash no filter, Steven stippler/ guy. slash I don't I don't know who you compare him to. He's his now, own character. So
0: now these three versions of Jeff. Yes. Which one do you most? I guess Billy. Identify with? Said, yeah, is it Billy?
1: Uh, you know, like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm across between Dylan and Billy. You know, I um, my whole virginity experience is not as quite as fun as Maxie's, but uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, I hmm, that's a good question. I, I love uh, all the characters for different reasons. You know, and they all have they all run into different experiences that uh, are um, come from different aspects and, and times and periods of my life.
0: So there's all these wild characters. There are a lot of wild characters. Film. Yeah, they they range from the weird to the crazy to the right psychotic. Are you are you gonna ask me where those came from or like what inspired no. that? Okay, because I can tell you. you. You if you want to tell me, you can.
1: Well, no. I mean, uh, as <laughs> far as all the different characters in the film, I would say that that those the, I, I love Adam Sandler comedies and uh, new and old. I mean, not everyone's as good as the next, but uh, you know, there's the aspect, the aspect in the, the sense that his movies can take you on a journey of like feeling really compassionate about a moment or heartfelt, and then make you laugh right out right after that. And I like that. I like how there's random characters, randomness, a lot of not giving a fuck mm-hmm. in those movies and in the writing, which I think is great, especially like Billy Madison stuff and the older stuff. But uh, so I guess I'm a little bit inspired by. My writing style probably through some of those films. Mm-hmm. But anyway,
0: let's go into your next question. No, so what I was going to get into was yeah. casting this must have been really interesting. Casting was one of my
1: favorite things ever.
0: <laughs> if I could just be a casting director for the rest of my life, I might just be happy with that. Yeah? Yeah. And was right. this the first time you cast... Um, I know you've shot music videos. Right. But r- your written dialogue casting... Yes. This is the, this first, is the first, time, first time, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So... What did you love so much about it?
1: Well, um, a lot of things. Uh, one is I love just kind of not giving a fuck, which is, you know, you, you see an aspect of my... And I just, I love being able to take somebody that comes in and see if they really have potential versus just like, you know, I don't know, just have them come in and read the same thing and, show, you know, shove them out the door. Uh, because, you know, we probably, if, if I was on that wavelength of of of, uh how i handled casting we probably would have lost a lot of the actors we casted so i i you know and i just had fun like we just we goofed around and we had fun with it we made people do some weird shit (laughs) put people in some weird situations uh and i enjoy that part of it i like directing i really like directing people and um and just you know pushing people to see what they can what they can accomplish you know and seeing their talents to see if, you know, see if we can find a match. It's it's, it's, it's a good feeling.
0: Yeah. So what would you say? Uh, and I asked this question of Amber, and so I'm really curious to see your response to it. What would you recommend to actors who go into auditions? To do? Yeah. What, what would be your tips? My tips would be... Or, or what are uh, things that drove you nuts about the people that would come in?
1: Be prepared. Uh but uh, be enthusiastic when you come in, like be excited, um, you know, just be yourself more most importantly, find if if, if, the, if you um, kind of figure out, okay, read about the character, the description of the character that you're going in to read for, and try to create something around that character. Try to create characteristics, even if they're not the right ones, just try to do something with the character that stands out. Um, because it, you know, if, if you put yourself into it, and you give it a little pizzazz and you kind of already have thought this character out. You might just do what you did as Billy and come in and nail it. You know what I mean? And like there was things about I saw in your audition and a lot of other people's as well. But I was like, I could take this, I could take this and I can I can mold it. And we're going to find Billy through those things. Mm-hmm. And that uh, you did that. You brought something to the character versus just reading the part, just coming in, you know, reading the lines, showing that any, you know, anybody could do that. And um, for all you theater actors out there, there's a difference between theater uh, acting and real acting as far as for, for film. Whoa,
0: real acting. Uh, oh. No,
1: not real acting. I'm sorry, for <laughs> film acting. It's just there's a lot of people that come straight off the bus and you know, all their experiences is really with uh, – doing theater in high school or what have you and so they're new actors and we're seeing a lot of newer actors and it's just like they're it's like a big play on stage it just doesn't it's not real so it has to be real and if you don't you know if you feel like that's all your experience is and if you're not quite sure you might want to you know get some acting lessons or you know get checked out a little bit on that you know (laughs) i don't know
0: (laughs) nice um now let's go into the directing aspect of it directing yes so this was also your first time directing a feature film it was yeah um and directing you know performances and actors you know right. reading your dialogue um what did you, what surprised you what what were you not expecting when you like what what kind of hit you when you were like oh, I didn't realize I'd have to deal with that
1: um you know it was a lot of things i, I you know there's things that just happen like right away like okay, Okay, now I'm responsible for blocking an entire scene, you know? Like, <laughs> we got into the treehouse, and it's like, okay, you got to block the whole scene. You have X amount of minutes to do it. Um, I loved that challenge for some reason. For some reason, it was just really fun for me. Okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot yeah. of I got to be creative.
0: Um, so, like, in your head, did you just picture how it would go, but then you realized you no, needed to tell I, you know, us... How it would be. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Like, I
1: actually had to show you, okay, this is exactly what you're going to do. And Maxie I want you to start up here. And then Dylan, I want you to walk in. I want you to comment on his feet because you're drunk. Like, I just were like, creating a whole new scene almost versus what was actually just written on paper. Because mm-hmm. now I had to use my environment that I really didn't have any pre production or any, um, you know, pre thought as to how I was going to make the scene really come to life. And that was really fun to like bring it to life. So that was a, that was a interesting challenge. Um, But I really uh, enjoyed that challenge a lot. Um, Other than that, it was just, uh, you know, making sure, you know, trying to, you know, with a limited amount of time, is trying to get the best performance that that speaks to the character at the right time and place for that part of the film. Um, And that's always tough in the earlier stages, and I saw a progression right away with the three of you, which made me feel like I was doing my job because you guys actually grasped the concept of who you really were pretty quickly, all three of you, mm-hmm. and I was really proud of that, not just for myself, but um, for the fact that, you know, you guys were able to find it, you know, that, yeah. that was really cool for you, I mean, I just thought, like, you know, you finding Billy, like, you found it quick, I mean, you even had it at the treehouse day the first day, but, like, <laughs> it, it, it progressed, it really did, and you, you I, I saw you, I saw it click for you, and I saw it click for Maxie, and, uh, you know, character is a little bit less um, complex, but, you know, it, you know he got it and he even came into it and he found his his niche working with the two of you which makes him all that much more special as well yeah. so that was kind so of So would
0: you say is that, is that your favorite part of kind of what happened as you as a director discover like having these characters just be discovered by the actors you know
1: yeah that and just seeing a character really come to life you know like watching Don's come in and like you know cuz I, I you know this i I would i I skyped with so many of you guys so so often <laughs> and like i was really um I didn't. I just lived this movie from the moment I started writing it, and never lived it down. And, and I was constantly working on it in pre-production, and uh, you know, every day going back through. Okay, trying to refine each one of your characters so we can get the best possible performance. And I could really define in my mind how that character had to be portrayed, you know, for the for, for the screen. And um, I, you know, it's just it was cool to see you know the character really come to life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. and like to see all the characteristics that I that I, that I, how I envisioned it really come out. And you know, there's, there's uh, a couple of times where it didn't fully get there with certain people in certain moments, but, uh, we got it very, pretty much spot on. There's a lot of times where it super exceeded my expectations and to see that happen is a, is a really amazing feeling. And I, and I don't contribute that to myself. I contribute that to everybody that was there and helped out and the environment that we created, the scenes that we created, the, you know, um, how you and everyone else welcomed every, you know all the newest the newer actors into a scene and how you vibed and worked with them and i honestly like you know think that you step, you guys helped stepped up step up a lot of other actors uh, you know abilities i really believe that because you guys you you brought you brought life into them i think because you guys are great that they became great too it's like you rise to the level you have to play
0: what was your least favorite part I'm sure there was something, yeah, that definitely. bugged the crap out of you. Uh, not to bug the crap out of me,
1: but uh, my biggest thing was uh, I've always kind of been my own boss, and I and I and I can kind of run my own show for the most part. And I think I have a lot of things figured out in my head, where maybe other people don't quite know that about me or understand that. And and that's not I'm not trying to like talk myself up or anything. It's just I guess I'm pretty confident in my abilities. At certain things that maybe other people might not be or might challenge or something. Um, but, you know, like uh, when I'd be blocking a scene with you and be like told, you got to block your scene right now. Like I don't need to be told that when I'm doing it. Like <laughs> you're just wasting my time when I'm only given so much time. So the pressure sometimes <laughs> is a little tough. And when you're taking on the financial responsibility only with two other people and you're also um, doing the production stuff, you know, with only a couple other people and um, – you know, you're helping out with different things and you're also in, in charge of directing this film and it's, it's a lot. So, you know, that pressure and also like the, uh, the idea that, you know, this is a once in a life opportunity to do your first feature film that you're so much of a part of. It's so much a part of me and to not like live it up every night together afterwards and want to stay up and hang out with you guys. And I'd be one of the first people to, you know, chime out. <laughs> And even then, like I should have been, I should have gone to bed earlier. I should have got more sleep. I should have been more prepared, you know. And there's some things I would do different for sure. But I, you know, mm-hmm. we learned from those. And uh, yeah, sleep was not a
0: common thing no, on wasn't. this
1: film. No, it was it not? <laughs> and, you know, I was just like, okay, I just got to go. You know, another night, another five nights, whatever it was, you know, until we got a break or whatever, so I could actually maybe catch up on sleep. But, yeah, yeah. Those were uh, challenges, yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Shifting gears a bit, mm-hmm. let's uh, dive a little bit more into into you okay? and your story. What do you want to know? I have a lot of stories, man. I, I know you do. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, where are you from originally? Well, I was born in Fullerton, California. Raised in
1: uh, Florida until I was 13, Fort Lauderdale. Coral mm-hmm. Springs, Florida. Home of Newfound Glory. Um, it's a punk rock group. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Um, Any anyway, and then uh, and then I moved to Orange County, uh, back to the roots of where I was born and everything. Um, until uh, for all through high school and everything, had a lot of wonderful experiences there. And then moved up to LA with Amber, and we then kind of moved halfway between LA and um, Arizona. And then uh, now we just kind of travel, so we're kind of everywhere. But...
0: Mm-hmm. Is there is there a place that defines you though? Like, uh, I different? think a
1: lot, you know, each one of those places defined me in different aspects. Like my childhood was pretty amazing in uh, Fort Lauderdale. I had a lot of awesome experiences um, with sports and, and just friends and just, you know, it was before the before computers, so, you know, we would do fun stuff like try to build flying cars out of a bed frame. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, was never very successful with my ideas, but I was so always so, like, Creative and always thought that I could accomplish things that were not even possible, you know, as a kid. And then when I moved to um, Orange County, I started getting into music and I was in the orchestra and I played the viola and violin for a little bit and then um, and then I was in I started playing drums. I saved up all my money to uh, buy my first drum set by the time when I was 18 years old. And I was in a death metal band at the same time in the orchestra because I love classical music and I was also on the football team. Played mostly sideline, but that's cool, man. That's cool. You get to watch the cheerleaders, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, uh, you know, I, I had an amazing time in Orange County. It was... Uh, I loved high school. I had so many friends, and we all didn't give a fuck, and we did so many so much crazy shit all the time, and we have so many great stories and memories and stuff, so that was I, a very I, special moment in my life. Like and, calling him dead? Calling him dead. Yeah, we did that, yeah. <laughs> I was on self-notes and, uh, my whole senior year, and... Ooh. So I can call myself in however I want it. <laughs> but my friends and I, we just didn't give a shit. So we just hand the phone off to each other, like each one of us. And we'd be talking to the girl that, you know, has to, that answers the phone there. And we'd just be like, oh, I'm dead too. And
0: I'm dead too. And like, it just Oh, <laughs> we just didn't give a shit. It was fun. <laughs> and then you'd show up the next day and be like, oh, I'm alive. Didn't matter. Yeah. I, I forgot. I'm showing, sorry. I
1: would literally write my note right in front of them. I was sick today. Um, I don't care at all. Lay her. Like, I didn't give a shit. Like It was just fun. <laughs> Um, or put Slayer on there or whatever but um, yeah so I I think you know talking about high school I I had a great experience with high school and I think that's why I've uh, and and certain movies like American Pie and and Road Trip and and like those coming of age films more American Pie style um, I've always connected to those and I always thought it would be fun to do a movie like that Mm -hmm. so to actually do one as your first film is pretty it's pretty fun
0: we haven't actually talked about this title. I don't think, but the Girl Next Door. Oh yeah, I love that movie. I, I feel good. like that one is is right up your alley, and yeah, and very very good movie. But also, similar to ours in a lot of ways. Some ways. I feel like. Yeah, I can see that a
1: little bit. Ours is more of an adventure, though. I guess that one was uh, as a cool story, a little bit of a love story, but a little you know crazy, sexual, and it was it was good. I mean, it's definitely a teenager movie. Like yeah. uh, they're gonna love it, guys, especially. Um, hmm. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like adventure films.
0: So you said you had a, a great high school experience. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Very good. It, and it sounds to me like you did so much. You had your hands in a lot of places. Yeah. What, what was going through your mind as everybody around you? And I don't mean your friends. I mean, like, you're watching, I'm sure, a stereotypical high school because they're all kind of the same yeah. in the way they operate. Mm-hmm. I mean... What was going through your mind in terms of your your attitude towards everybody? Not like, giving a fuck, to across the board. Yeah, like, I, like I, you I was, had your friends. Did you, you know, and and then there were the people that you didn't uh, like. Did you not no, like anybody?
1: I'm I'm not that kind of person. You know, I try to I try to like everybody and find find a way to like everybody in a way. I mean, there's definitely, um, I mean, characteristics of people that I I definitely did not like or did not appreciate. Um, I I don't like when people make fun of other people. I, I just see it as a sign of weakness of their own character. Um, I don't like, I just don't, I'm not into the bullying thing. I'm not into any of that. I I, I was all about be yourself. Don't give a fuck about what other people think. And uh, I basically taught that with me and a group of friends. And we. that's like, I don't know. It was, it's been my mantra my whole life, I guess since then, you know, since then, mm-hmm. even before that. And, I have, I have amazing friends from it, you know, that, uh, that understand that mm-hmm. we have a special, uh, so <laughs> special bond, uh,
0: not s- giving a fuck bond, <laughs> the zero fucks given bond. Yeah. So you go back in time yeah. to high school. What was in
1: my CD player?
0: Yeah. Uh, You're yeah. a fan of the show. I take it. I uh, am. Yeah. What was in your CD player? Or I guess cassette hey, player. player. It was my cassette, was yeah, cassette I was, player, yeah, player. I was one of the
1: last people to get a CD player. <laughs> Um I so many things a lot of um you know it just depending on the day man I'd listen to like love songs and then I'd put on like Slayer and then I'd listen mostly Metallica was like I had a whole wall of just like Lars Ulrich from Metallica uh Pantera Sepultura Danzig like you know there's a lot of bands that I loved Metallica was definitely one of my favorites uh Slayer was definitely one of my favorites mm-hmm. but then I would also listen to like you know love songs classical music sometimes and, uh, I just appreciated all forms of music, and, you know, I didn't give a shit what you know, anyone else thought about that. Yeah. Who cares? You know, in high school, you're, like, labeled the poser if you like more than one style of music. <laughs> it's so stupid. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> give the shit, man. We and, all liked it. Just no one else, everyone else is afraid to admit it, and I just don't give a fuck.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, so did you go to college after high school?
1: Yeah, I did. I went to, uh, community college, and, um, took a crap ton of courses and then went back to college and then became, um, uh, personal trainer and nutritionist. And, uh, well, so what did, I did you, that for,
0: well, what'd you get your degree in at college? Did you, you well, did you I, not finish
1: her? Yeah. I mean, I, I have enough credits basically. I just, uh, didn't care about that. It wasn't about that. I always followed passion. Right. So like, I'm once just I, wondering, like,
0: it's, it'd be funny if you majored in, Business finance and then you go off and uh, no, join no, a no. rock I, band, I took you know? business classes.
1: I took whatever I was passionate about. You know, I have tons of units in college and I, lo- I loved it and I learned a lot. And some classes I didn't like, but uh, if I didn't like them, I would just like leave. Gotcha. Um But I, I love biochemistry was one of my favorite classes ever. Um, really enjoyed that. I was really into the body for a long time.
0: And um, Did you ever hmm. yell at your teacher, chlorophyll, more <laughs> like <not> borophyll? borophyll. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's
1: a, Billy madison i love it uh yeah i uh i didn't yell that i should have <laughs> uh, no it's just because i don't care about I feel like it's always something you do it would be something i do no i just uh yeah I, I just followed passion and when i got into photography i went back to college for photography because i wanted to learn like the roots of it and go in the dark room and stuff i thought that was kind of fun mm-hmm. um yeah but i uh i just you know i, I always just chase passion you know like when I wanted to do a music video, I just decided I was going to do it, and I did it. And then when I wanted to write a feature film, I was like, I just decided I was going to do it, and then I did it. And uh, as long as I'm passionate about it, there's really I don't feel like anything that should hold you back. You just go for it, you know.
0: Yeah. So you just mentioned music videos. Yep. You're very friendly with a lot of guys in the in the punk rock and rock and roll scene. Decent amount, yeah. More so than the everyday yeah, person, I guess so. yeah. <laughs> Um, in particular, we got Good Charlotte, Messed, Hollywood Undead, New Found Glory, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how did you get in with these guys? Was it through personal training, I think you said?
1: Well, kind of, yeah. It was a combination of that and playing shows with them. So oh, That's right. And you were also yeah. in a rock
0: band yourself. Yeah. The so, yeah. Playboys. who.
1: Playboys and Sticker, and, you, you yeah. will definitely not see in Highway yeah. to Havasu.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, you will not see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was in a bunch of different punk rock groups and stuff, and then Benji and I became friends, and uh, Benji, me, and Joel, and then I went on tour with them for um, a bunch of times, and then um, it was it was a cool experience, great. I got to work with those guys, and for like on and off for like six years, and uh, you know, just uh, we became really good friends, and I was you know we were working out together
0: and helping to eat right and get in shape. And pop quiz, random question. True. Sure. As a personal trainer, what's the number one tip? There's a bomb on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> As a personal trainer, what's the number one tip you have for people? If there's one thing they should do.
1: Diet is everything. It's a lot more than people think. Uh, although the diet craze and people's awareness to uh, nutrition has is, is gone skyrocket since I've been teaching this stuff. Um, so that's actually good for a lot of people. Um, it really comes down to, it's not about how much weight you push. It's about proper technique, biomechanics, uh, understanding how to push with their and pull with the right focal points um the crossfit shit is you know it's a fad it's it's good for some people but it's you're not if you're not an athlete that needs it it's probably not the best choice um and i'm not trying to talk shit on it it's just you know we're not if you're not training to be an athlete for football i mean i'm not saying there's there's also obviously great things about it you know being part of something and and having support but uh you're also possibly ruining your joints (laughs) you know um Cool, but yeah, there's a lot with that. I can go on that, that topic. It's a whole other podcast.
0: Yeah. we'll do a fitness and yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I'm sure we will. I've made the jump, guys. I'm all about fitness now. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: It was fun. Uh, eventually, that that started to get old to me, though. Just doing that I was just I felt burnt out. Like, I, and if I'm not passionate about it, there's almost no point. So, mm-hmm. I uh, needed a different form of passion. So I decided to kind of pick up the camera and started interning and just went that uh, that route. And I uh, found a love there, you know?
0: Yeah. So which music video was your first?
1: Uh, first one was uh, Been to Hell by Hollywood Undead. Um, it did very well, and the band all loved it. Yeah, and it's got like
0: 12 million views.
1: Something like that, yeah. On YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Not was, so bad? No, it wasn't bad. And what's cool is like, you know, I wrote that uh, video really quickly, kind of like I wrote this film. And uh, and I just it's funny because I visualized everything how it came out. Almost identical. Um, I had to change some stuff last minute the night before it was going to come out because of legal went through it. And there's some stuff we had to like take out and switch Mm -hmm. around. But that kind of sucked. But, you know, of course, you want to see it come out as close to your original vision as possible. But then they tell you you have to take out the Hollywood sign and different things. (laughs) You're like, oh, man kind of ruins it a little bit you know especially you can't show the
0: hollywood sign even though the band's called hollywood, hollywood undead but,
1: yeah and we even had a model of the hollywood sign and we couldn't show that because it's still the same resemblance or whatever you have to pay like 10 grand for it or whatever anyway so that was a really fun experience i also got to um uh, direct the behind the scenes for the hear me now video and the making of and a whole bunch of other stuff for them on that album and shot their album cover and then Uh, So that was a really cool experience because I got to work with Jonas Ockerlin, which is like the biggest music video director, I think, ever, at least now. Um, He does everyone from like Lady Gaga to Britney Spears and stuff. So to work with him and then he ended up using like tons of our footage that we shot on the street side stuff for that video. So that was pretty neat. And uh, yeah, you know, I I didn't necessarily learn anything, but it was just a cool experience.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, um, Somewhere along the way... You became a manager at a Fortune two hundred and fifty company. I, believe? I did. Yeah. Where? When was that? So
1: that was the transition. Uh, I was looking for something to do, and my buddy uh, just got a job working for Centex as a loan officer, and he was making good money. And I'm like, "Wow, you're making that much money!" And it's like, "That's kind of crazy." And and uh, he was telling me about it, and I was like, "So burnt out on personal training." I was kind of like in a in a transition stage, and I was like, "You know." can I, uh, can you get me a, job? he said, well, you need to, you know, your degree and stuff. I said, well, I basically have one, but I just don't have one, you know? So, uh, just get me the interview, you know? And, uh, so I went and interviewed with them and, uh, they loved me right away. So I got hired and, and my first paycheck was like one of the highest they'd ever seen. So it was, it was a cool experience when you're making like your first paychecks, like almost 16 grand commission, your first month of being there was kind of cool. And then, yeah. So anyway, I uh, worked in the mortgage industry for a while, became a manager within the first year, and then uh, had some fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: The uh, the boss boss routine. The boss boss routine, and then added... I also
1: inspired the first script uh, screenplay that I wrote. It's called Scabs with uh, Alex, um, who and, plays uh, Captain Jack in and How to Have a
0: Captain Jack. One of the wacky many wacky um, characters.
1: Though the, the how that that screenplay came up to, uh, for me was.
0: It's a, it's a, it's a movie
1: called, it's a screenplay right now called scabs. And it's about two best friends who love getting jobs just to see how quickly they can get fired. And I was sitting in the boardroom one day and my whole not giving a fuck thing comes up quite a bit when I'm around people, especially who give a fuck. So I'm sitting around a boardroom table and we're having this, you know, meeting with all the staff and everything. And, um, I'm watching everybody like, you know, all proper and dressed all nice and business, you know, ties and shit and and i'm just like having a not giving a fuck attack where it's like (laughs) this this overwhelming feeling of not caring just takes over so i um i came up with the idea to write this opening scene based around that and then inspired me to write you know that movie and i had no idea at the time how to write a movie so it took four years to do (laughs) finally got done and um it was it was a cool it was it was a it was definitely a learning experience because you know when you've never written a movie before you know nothing about it at all I didn't even know how to start like what do you do I don't I understand anything right so um, it's kind of a ironic thing that I was able to write the second one within three days yeah so, I thought that was kind of interesting
0: yeah so. you learned a lot I did yeah but, yeah <laughs>
1: so that was a that was a cool experience well so
0: explain the boss boss story though what, what oh boss boss yeah
1: so. Um, Well, the, the, that, well, real quick, that, that movie is based on true events and it's about, like I said, friends who love getting jobs to get fired. So, uh, one day when I was 19 years old, I came up with an idea with me and, excuse me, two of my friends to, um, I said, you know what we should do? We should like not go out on a Friday or Saturday night and do our normal thing and like we should just try to get a job somewhere and see who can get fired first. And I was like, and I was like, so I have to do this idea. I was like, in my head, it was like one of those things I got really passionate about. So I got us all interviews at a movie theater that I had worked at, you know, um, years before, in high school. That had like new managers and stuff, so they didn't know who I was. And we go in there, we we, uh, we do this interview, and we're like fucking around in the interview. I'm like, dude, we just have to get the job. Like, let's not like, let's just get the job, else we can't do the plan. So we we fuck around so much that he, the guy calls me up afterwards like you know a week later and says you know i'm sorry uh, uh, we just found out we got um we got a we, we got a like a, a freeze on being able to hire anyone right now for some reason i don't know why the corporate put it out and i'm like yeah right okay they're just like <laughs> not letting us know where we where can get through they didn't obviously want us so about a couple of months goes by and i get a call randomly from uh, the manager of the the movie theater and he's like Oh, hey, great news. We just got that freeze lifted and we want to see if we can hire the three of you. And I call them up and I go, Oh my God, it's on. We're going to fuck some shit up. And so we all, we were an hour late because I was literally out on the floor outside of the movie theater crying, laughing about how little we were going to care. And, uh, anyway, we would just went nuts. We got fired within six hours of our first day, all three of us at the same time. The oh, manager man. was shaking when he fired us. It what did insane. you do to
0: get fired? Oh uh, man,
1: everything from like hand puppets in front of the, the projectors to toilet paper in the bathroom to my friend peeing in the ice machine, which I don't agree with, but Whoa. it did happen. <laughs> um, to, uh, like just, I mean, uh, th- picking up popcorn and, and, uh, drinks and, and like throwing them up in the air and hitting them with, uh, with our brooms while the other ushers were trying to clean the theaters and I mean, we were just going insane letting people in for free and it was insane it was nuts i mean it was we were we were crazy but that's what we did fun we didn't drink we didn't do drugs really like that was we just did crazy shit and that was one of the crazy things we did so between that experience and the um uh, grocery superstore uh, gro- grocery store strike that happened like I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever, we all got jobs uh, at the grocery store, and Amber included was in on that one, and we went nuts again, and it was so much fun. We lasted about a week and a half, but it was insane. So that inspired that whole thing. But anyway, to go answer your question, which I'm not (laughs) very good at right (laughs) now, I'm not good.
0: Hey, it's still valuable info.
1: Yeah, that's fun. It's (laughs) fun, but it all goes together. So there's something I used to do when I was a manager at the Fortune 250 mortgage company, which was... While I was interviewing someone, I had a code word with a buddy of mine, Alex, Captain Jack in the movie, that if I said, hey, boss, boss, I would call him on the phone and say, hey, boss, boss, he knew that I was interviewing someone at that moment. So I would tell the person who I was interviewing, hey, do you mind if I call my boss real quick and see if I can get approval on something um, to see if we can get you hired? Um, you know, They don't care. Of course, they just say yes. So it was dead silent in my office and I had my phone on full blast and so I call him up and go, "Hey, boss, boss," and he go, "Okay, fuck, man, hold on a 2nd I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, hold on." So he'd go out in the hall, wherever he was, or move away from people, and I'd be like, "Okay, I'm sitting with someone right here, and they have, they look great. They just they've had three jobs in the past five years, and and we're only supposed to I know we're only supposed to have two. Is there any way we can get approval on this?" And he'd just start making the craziest noises and sounds and yelling into the phone, like you're gonna kind of see in one of our scenes in the film, which was inspired by this whole entire uh, <laughs> this whole specific thing. That we used to do, and and I'd be, and I'd when I could keep it together, I always had a clipboard I was holding, and I'd hold it in front of my face while I was on the phone because I was afraid if I did lose it, which I did many times, I'd literally be crying, laughing, shaking. It's just, the person that I was interviewing <laughs> would just see a shaking clipboard in front of them, and I'm just dying laughing <laughs> as my friend would be yelling into the phone like crazy, and sometimes I'd be able to keep it together, and as he was yelling, he'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, well, all right, well, I'll, okay. <laughs> all right, I'll let him know. So then, then all of a sudden, I'd hang up, and then I'd look at the person like straight deadpan in the face, and be like, "Yeah, he says that, you know. We should, we should be able to work around that, you know." And the guy would just, or a girl would just look at me like, "What the fuck just happened?" And, and like, just totally stunned, like, "Where am I right now?" And sometimes they'd even say something, and uh, and I and I just I'd be able to blow it off, and I'd, I would ask them dumb questions. I've, I had people in my, um, in my. uh, interviews i'd have them dancing and stuff for me i would i'd always ask a question if they had to choose between being like a rhinoceros or a draft which one would they choose and why and people would actually answer this shit it was just i had fun with it but i actually i would have so many people actually write me and say it was the best interview they've ever had in their life because i'd actually go into real deep shit too and i get to really know people uh, aside from the different ways that i make it fun Mm -hmm. and uh that was uh it was cool to get those emails and and um, I would inspire people not to want to work with us because I could tell they weren't the right fit. And I would also inspire the ones that I could tell were good to, to want to come and join. Hmm. Um, so I just found ways to make it work for me. So it didn't feel like I was really stuck in this corporate environment of a hell of just being too perfect mm-hmm. or too polished. I had to make
0: it work for me. And so eventually, did you just lose kind of that passion that you talked about?
1: No, no. I actually, I, I loved it, man. I was having a great time. And, you know, the, the mortgage industry died, uh, as everyone knows, with Subprime. And, and um, I was actually offered to stay with the company. I was one of the few managers that they asked us to keep on. Uh, they, they shut down, like, every branch slowly in, in California, and they wanted to relocate us to either um, Texas or Denver. But at the time, it just didn't make sense, so we, um, we opted out. And uh, you know, gotcha. decided a different path. Yeah. So I just knew it was time to go back to working for myself again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, in the uh, towards the end here, getting towards the end. Um, let's let's bring it uh, back around to back, Havasu. Background. Particularly, <laughs> let's bring it back, back around. Back around. <laughs> to Havasu itself, the town, the city. Okay. Because this is definitely it feels like. Definitely a love letter, in some in some weird way, to the city of Havasu. It's, it's like what Havasu is a character in the yeah. film. Okay, know? yeah, they are. Yeah, I can um, see that. There it is. Yeah. So, when did you move to Lake Havasu? Uh Five years ago. Okay, so about two thousand. And wait, what? Five years ago, two
1: thousand. In 2000. uh, 2010. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I th- I thought it was two thousand five for a second there. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. You know, that's neither here nor there. Did so. we uh,
0: did we go through a time warp? Yeah, or? we did.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I did went we saw the Back Delorium? to the Future house today, so maybe um, I'm like in uh, oh. I went back myself. <laughs> I got warped back. Really, in and all
0: you, you went back to 2005. Of I, all I was actually
1: at Marty McFly's house today. It's literally five minutes from here. I was like, what? I have to
0: go see it. Oh, you've never seen it before?
1: No, yeah, I'm sure you have.
0: Obviously, it's... I haven't. No. Oh yeah, it's not you strike far. me as the kind of person that goes like every time you're here.
1: No, <laughs> I, I do love the movie. Not quite that much. But uh, when I get my DeLorean, I'll go back and I'll do some photos. But, right.
0: Yeah. So you moved to Havasu five years ago. Mm-hmm. In 2010. 2005. not That's <laughs> good. <laughs> good. And I'd imagine, because uh, we talked about this, um, there's a huge difference between living out in the desert and living in L.A. Right? We,
1: we talked about that? All right.
0: I remember in the beginning. We t- like you guys said, like we love living out here because it's oh, so open. right, and, right. Gotcha. And it's... You know, it's a totally different kind of lifestyle. It is. True? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about it? Intrigues Besides us. the quiet, like, yeah,
1: I mean. I mean, there's several things. I mean, once we decided that we wanted to have a family or, you know, which we have the most amazing, wonderful daughter, uh, River. Who you'll see in the uh, movie. Yes. <laughs> Cussing kid. And, um you know, we always said we didn't want to have a family like in the city or, you know, we wanted to kind of. I don't know. Get get out. And so we we used to always vacation where she grew up and on the river and on the lake and stuff, doing camping trips and riding jet skis and stuff. And I just I was always in love with it. She was always in love with it. So we decided that you know hey let's let's get out there like let's just let's do it. And we rebuilt ourselves completely from like nothing or negative nothing actually I should say like negative money and losing a house all kinds of crazy stuff and. uh It's been a journey, it's been a road, it's been crazy, but it's, you know, that's what, that's how you grow is being outside your comfort zone. So we were definitely outside of it for a little while and, and we built our photography business and stuff. And it's in, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, as far as Havasu, answering the question on that, like, we just like the lifestyle. We like being able to take our boat out in the middle of the week when no one's really there and just that Mm -hmm. feeling of being free and open is awesome. Or jumping in the water or just riding a jet ski or just, you know, no traffic, cleaner (laughs) air. Um, yeah, I love that stuff, Um, you know, and we, and we get to travel so much to the cities that it's honestly that we don't feel it. mm -hmm. So,
0: and you, you mentioned jet skis. You told me you've ridden the fastest jet ski on earth. Yeah. But
1: at the time, yeah. At the time. I'm sure there's faster now. Yeah.
0: And I, (laughs) I went jet skiing the other day, actually. You did? I did. Where? Um, out of Channel Islands Harbor. Uh, for yeah. Mor- Memorial Day, my friend invited me out on his boat. Right. Nice. My friend Trevor Shore, who I believe is episode 5? I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. In Amber's episode, I totally called back another episode, mm-hmm. and I nailed it. I was like, oh, that's episode 11 with Rachel Mylan. Nice. And I, w- and I went back and checked, because I wasn't sure. And you're right. I was fucking right. <laughs> Look at you, buddy. <laughs> I'm good. I know my show. You are good. So, I went jet skiing the other day, and... <laughs> I, was, I thought I was going really fast, uh-huh. and, and then I looked down, and it was 20 miles per hour. I would, yeah, and I this, would be laughing at you. this yeah. jet ski that you rode went 90,
1: I believe you said? I can go to 92 miles an hour, yeah. And it's like 0 to 92 in like maybe 3 seconds, I don't know. It's insane. That's so insane. It's like warp speed. Like, you know when you watch Star Wars and you see those lights when it's like warp speed? It's like that. It feels like it that. what it feels like. But it's... One of the most intense, craziest feelings ever yeah. to ride something like that. And I'd imagine the lake has to be... You know, insane. 660 uh, horsepower with, like, 35 pounds of boost or something shit like that. It's insane.
0: And I'd imagine the lake has to be completely flat in order to do that. No, Otherwise, these guys
1: it, will ride that shit, like, in the craziest waters, man. Like, it's insane. Really? Yeah, I, you, you know, you'd have a lot more respect for, like, sit-down jet skiers than you think when after you ride, you know, the power that they, that, yeah. they have to the handle. I was out on the
0: open ocean, so I was dealing with all those the big rolling waves uh, yeah yeah, yeah. so um,
1: they just jumped that shit like no big deal i don't care i
0: mean i jumped it like no big deal yeah totally i'm not sure you did
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's fun yeah skiing's <laughs> a good time man i uh it was it's it's been a pretty good good part of my yeah. life the last you know five ten years yeah and i
0: got to be i got to flyboard being flown by 12 time yeah. yeah championship jet ski racer nick,
1: nick Reyes. yeah
0: yeah you were this has been a very interesting project for me. <laughs> I guess it Did has. A lot of weird stuff. <laughs> yes,
1: flyboarding is pretty fun. Isn't yeah. it? It's different. Uh, it you didn't was, seem to enjoy it too much, but you also were, were it rough you know, experience doing, doing it a little bit different. I, mean, I won't say how. Yeah. I don't want to ruin your
0: scene. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to close out with you talking about your Ford principles. You said that when, when hiring people yeah. and kind of reaching out to people and discussing the film with them, you wanted to put forth the, these four principles, right? So
1: I did this in the in the mortgage industry too. Uh, different principles, of course, but I would share lots of different um, characteristics and things of, of of what was expected. And so everything's up front, and uh, so we all know where each other stands. And there are things that were important to me. And so I built this project right away on four principles. And those four things were the first one being passion. Passionate. You got to be passionate about what we're doing and about about the film, about the script. I don't want you here if it doesn't really fit with you, or you know, if it's not quite vibing right. Um, so passion is huge because I try to live my life by that. So I wanted to make that a, a you know a, a common thing with all of our actors and all of our crew. Uh, the second thing it was for it was more for me than anyone else, but it's it's really for everyone. It's it's just being uh, open-minded. And for me, um, it was more of a reminder for me to you know, hey, this is a, a big thing, and I want to be open-minded to everyone's ideas and thoughts and suggestions at, you know at times when it's needed and and it could be useful and you know as a director and a writer you know it's it's not always needed but it was more of a reminder for me because i i can get pretty i just know that i can get pretty closed-minded when i have an idea in my head and i know like i really really strongly believe in it i i know i notice that i close myself off sometimes and I didn't want to do that with this and I and I felt like I did a really good job with that personally mm-hmm. um, I'm really proud of myself for that one so the second was open-minded the third one is um, is the right attitude attitude is so important and you take that everywhere you go and every and everything you do and and it's like you know you have to have the right attitude going into it and I wanted everyone to come to, to set every day with a good attitude and be excited and be motivated and passionate about what we're doing and be open-minded it's great, and then the fourth one is just being driven, driven to make this thing happen. That's again a lot for me too, but it's it's for anybody who really believes in this project. You know, like let's all be driven together to like create something amazing and be part of something great, and uh, to 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 follow through with it, and do it and do it well. Man, well, well.
0: I mean, uh, I guess that's about it. I mean, do, you, do I? You get to ask me a question. Oh God, I, I haven't talked you about a this. Lot. Uh, you can ask me a bunch we can go alright let's see okay here's this is one. an open conversation
1: okay if you got to play any other character in the film which one would you choose oh that's a really good one oh thank you I just thought of it right now damn oh
0: oh I gotta think about that
1: if you got to direct the scene which one would you choose
0: well I'm still on that first one maybe, I didn't, well,
1: I'm gonna, you could, <laughs> maybe one will come to you faster
0: um I, honestly Jonathan or Jonathan as his character yeah for the character yeah um, and I'd have to go with Jonathan
1: Yeah, that's a fun character
0: That tow truck scene is pretty awesome That's
1: pretty epic, yeah
0: um, So that would have been a lot of fun to play
1: Yeah.
0: And that's kind of cheating Because it's the same actor So if I was playing Jonathan, then I would have to play Let's Jonathan play Robin. So that's kind so good win. What about
1: Mr. Cliff? You don't want to play Harry. Come on
0: I can't do that yeah. I can't do that stuff I can't yeah. be a sexy math teacher You
1: didn't ask me about my favorite scenes I <laughs> did you? I'm just kidding.
0: Um didn't I? You might maybe overlap. Did you have a favorite scene month. to shoot? Ah, uh, jeez, Jeff. Yes, the pizza boxes. The pizza box scene. And I mean I can't really go into why because it'll give away yeah. stuff. I love that scene. I was, but,
1: I was proud of that one too, like how that came together, yeah.
0: But just the way that that whole scene, that whole day was yeah. constructed on the principle of this is good it can be better you took our suggestions and we created yeah, we worked a, together on a that one. way like a, a su- not not way more interesting but like the, it's so interesting it's what just we perfect we made a perfect, perfect scene and out of like, it like made quotes out of it that we yeah. hope people will just like take to oh, yeah. take home with them people and, will
1: be saying that shit but and also just just
0: being able to like flame out on ben and and, you know, have that emotion, mm-hmm. be able to work some emotion. You killed that there. scene,
1: by the way. Like, killed it. Like, your hey. your, your energy was right on. It was spot on. Like, literally destroyed that scene. I was very proud yeah. of you in that day.
0: So, what was day? your favorite scene, then, since...
1: Oh, shit, man. <laughs> There's so many, but I love that day a lot. I remember laughing so hard, you know, with the special line in the bathroom and stuff. And yeah. like, the one I came up with, the one you came up with, and the, how they perfectly worked together. It was so good. Yeah. Um, I, I love, 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 the the... The reveal and the sneaking and the the oh, to, to grab the to get the RV like the the yeah. reveal of the highway was pretty epic for me.
0: I think that one is probably the one that I like. From making it to going to see it, yeah, I was the most blown away. Like when we we're filming it, I was like picturing it in my head one way, and then when we saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's even better." So how you I know? pictured
1: the RV was perfect, but when Amber came up with the idea to get you guys in all blacks, and I was like that is the missing thing and she like literally i i I give her so much credit for that because that literally changed the movie for me it did it It made it so much better
0: we looked like horrible burglars it is
1: so good and you know the lines that came up from it and the stuff that we were able to build around it yeah and some of the stuff that we shot in Bend, and then the whole reveal it just and when maxie looks at you for the first time and that conversation is just so good (laughs) so good yeah so yeah, that was a very special scene. There's so many special scenes, man. And I, you know, I I loved working with everybody. And I give a huge shout out to all the actors and all the cast and crew. And it was just yes, absolutely. It was, uh, it was a good everyone group. was amazing. It was man. Good group, it was that that you, so good. You guys put together. Thank you. Yeah, the four principles. Yeah, <laughs> they worked. I guess. Another question for you. Let's oh see. yeah. Okay, so well, you didn't tell me if you get to direct the scene, which one would you want to direct?
0: Shit. I, and that's hard to say because of hindsight. Mm-hmm. For instance the the R V scene that actually Jeremy kind of directed a little bit, like the when he gave me those notes. Oh yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. You know the heart to heart?
1: Yeah.
0: Um between me and Maxie, that one you know what happened there with those notes and the way that my performance changed. That was good. I would yeah. love to be in that role of watching an actor try and nail that scene and then, you know, yeah, guide bring them it through more, it. Because yeah. that, that that's probably the most emotional scene in terms of its length and what we cover. For you guys, it was. Yeah. And and the nuances of it, you know. And we got to cut that scene down, too, which sucks. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's a nine-minute scene. Yeah, I'm sure. It's all cut together, the whole,
1: all the driving stuff. So I, I know that that has to get cut down, which sucks because it's so hard. But that will yeah. be it. In the extended cut, the three-hour movie. <laughs> three-hour? You mean
0: three weeks? <laughs> yeah, I know. People right. are going to have to rent a house to watch this movie uh-huh. and sleep there. Um,
1: what about if you could redo a scene? Which one would you redo for yourself?
0: <laughs> You're probably going to hate this. The That scene that we threw in at the end where we're on the balcony and we just get to have have su Right. Because I I feel like the way that that was supposed to be, you know, with us seeing the party, and it's just like whoa, and like whoa, I couldn't get all you place. guys out
1: there together. That's why I had to rewrite. I had to come up with something. No, that that's why work. I said you're gonna
0: hate this because it's like yeah, you're gonna agree I, with me. I, and you're I, gonna I be do like, agree fuck, with
1: you. it sucks. <laughs> that's one of the things that the bigger budget and uh, being able to control your guys' schedules at that particular time. Mm-hmm. It would have been an epic thing to get you guys. We'd have to ADR everything, but we can get you guys in those lines, walking through a crowd. of people it would have been. Really cool, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. I mean, we you know you can't yeah. you can't be perfect, you know, yeah. all the time. So
0: clear eyes, full hearts can't lose though.
1: Friday Night Lights, baby.
0: <laughs> How's the edit coming along? By the way, we haven't talked. I haven't about seen that it. You haven't I don't seen know. it at all.
1: I will see it hopefully in another week.
0: All right. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. There you go, people. Yeah, a week from now on this date in two thousand. I still got. I
1: still got to do Tony scene.
0: Oh, that's right. Oh, messed.
1: Yeah, yeah. A couple little things I got to pick up, but gotcha. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, so, um,
0: any any way you want people to follow you and keep up to date? I mean, there's the. the I'm film. not
1: much of a personal like you know. I I don't post a lot of stuff either on Facebook. Probably pretty much never, and I also don't mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff on Instagram personally. But I would definitely say follow Highway to Havasu movie if you're not already. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically for you, because your fans uh, need to need to see this epic performance that you were able to. Yeah, I mean, I literally think that I know that each one of you, with Maxine, Dylan, and Billy, there's no one that could have done it like you guys did. I really don't. I really believe that. As this plane flies overhead, in North Hollywood,
0: Burbank, uh, it's busy airport. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sorry, I thought it was gonna ruin my good. little speech to you guys. But yeah, I'm really proud it? of you guys for that performance. It was it was pretty epic. So. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, just uh, follow the movie. Cool. If you want to follow me, it's just uh, I think officially the real Jeff Jenke <laughs> <laughs> I did that cuz I thought yeah. it was funny.
0: Yeah. And don't forget to follow me Andrew Fromer and at Side Kickback.
1: Side Kickback.
0: Yeah, and uh all right, I guess it's time for the sign-off.
1: Oh, man.
0: What do you mean, oh, man? No, I figured I you'd be so be excited. Done. No, I don't want to be done. It's okay. We'll do a, a revisit. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll do a revisit when Premiere comes around. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, you ready? Ready. Do I do the whole thing? <laughs> no, just do half of it. Well, I didn't know if you do the
1: sidekickback
0: <laughs> radio and I just do the thing. I think that's what... what I think that's... No, cool sometimes. you you have to say sidekickback radio and then go watch out with it. Oh, oh job.
1: man, you ready? Sidekickback radio, Watch out! Good.